0: It's another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. I'm Sailor and I've got my boxing gloves laced up and ready to go. It's the same. Tell me it's sad. Hey guys, how's it going? I cannot believe that we're actually all together again.
1: Yeah, the band is I back together. Psyched. Yeah, this is a this is, and, awesome. this is a rarity and nowadays. And and you know what? And the reason why I would uh, connect us to Led Zeppelin and not the Beatles is that none of us has to feel like Ringo.
0: Oh damn! <laughs> but who has to die on their own Man. puke?
1: You see how that went? <laughs> wow. Still hung up on that, huh? Yeah, hey Well, you know what? If if I can be the greatest Strawberry rock and roll drummer in history. And go out like that, I guess that's how you go out.
0: That's a good point. That's an excellent point. To live the life of John Bonham <laughs> for that short, yes, I will go there with you. Indeed. Good. Touche. All right. What do we got going on tonight, Jake?
1: I, I'm pretty psyched to be back uh, Back on the recording. Had, uh, had to take a, a week off for some work stuff. But I am super excited to hear what, uh, what your guys' playlists Look like.
2: Yes, indeed, Jake. And for the listeners that might be new to the show, hopefully there aren't too too many of you. Hopefully you're all veterans and you've heard the show and you keep coming back every week. Uh, we typically compare two albums from one artist against each other. We discuss, usually argue, and very professionally debate the merits. And in the end, only one album or artist reign supreme. We are kind of doing that this week. Sort of, kind of. <coughs> kind of, sort of.
3: Yeah, and... You know, as as Jake alluded to, we are revealing our song choices uh, for our ultimate Led Zeppelin albums, and because on the previous episode um, we voted and kind of narrowed it down, the albums we had to pick from, so that you know it wouldn't be too overwhelming because they have an extensive catalog, and I'm really excited to see how
1: this (laughs) goes down. Yeah, this is this is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll recommend. um if if you didn't listen to the first Led Zeppelin episode, or if you were um, mentally inhibited, as maybe <laughs> as maybe I was, I'm not. I'm not saying I was or maybe. wasn't, but
0: it's happened but to us all. Maybe it's I needed to go to us back.
1: All. You know, maybe I needed to go we back have, and listen.
2: We've all been to the there, episodes. like Like so, I said, we've all been there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I would recommend going back and and listening to uh, the first episode. Uh, where we kind of kicked off the discussion and, and and then led into what we're going to be doing tonight, but uh, as we like to do, we like to start off our shows talking about whiskey because, I mean, why not?
0: Because whiskey I mean,
1: whiskey is a great way to start a so a great way to start a discussion, right? What are you guys drinking tonight? Oh yeah, Matt, let's start it with you. What are you drinking?
2: I am drinking an uh, old Heaven Hill bottled and bond gold label. Underrated, very underrated, and in this lovely yes. Never plastic, in yes. this lovely plastic one seventy five yes. bottle, heck yeah, over here. There's not a lot of information about it, which was surprising to me, but um, you know, it's at least four years old because it's bottled and bond. So, um, yeah. just <laughs> full bodied, sweet, really, really tasty, and no surprise there from Heaven Hill. Man, yeah, I, need, I am I need,
1: a huge Heaven Hill fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially Heaven Same. Heaven Hill is is. I mean, they're not they're not the only distillery kicking out bottles and bo- bottled and bond whiskeys, but they are by far. I mean, by far and away. I think that I think I saw the or heard the uh, statistic that they have more bottled and bond whiskeys in their catalog than like all the other distilleries combined.
0: Not surprised. So it's insane. I'm not surprised. No, not actually. surprised
1: at all. They do it quite well. What about you, Sailor? What are you drinking?
0: So I'm doing something a little weird tonight. Um, I don't often do my -uh. own blends. I know, right? Uh, I have a little blend that I never talk about that is my favorite. Look look
1: at you. Look at you just touching touching right off the news.
0: <laughs> um so I'm a big lover of Woodford Reserve because I happen to really enjoy the wet woodsy flavor profile. I I believe that Woodford is kind of a love or hate it type whiskey typically because you either really like to have stop fucking laughing children <laughs> be adults. <laughs> I need to be able to say wood and woody without you guys <laughs> cracking up. And wet. Come on, wet, wet, wood. exactly.
1: wet
2: woodsy. I hear more about no, it was, I the, didn't it was woodsy, say, right with, with an yeah. said
0: it's woodsy. Woody. I said yeah, woodsy. I didn't say woody. Woody whiskey. No, woodsy. <laughs> anyway, I didn't say the M word, so just relax. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, okay, so I love uh, Woodford Reserves rye, and I actually have. Get ready, Jake. I have a barrel pick. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Yes. (laughs) From, and I helped pick this barrel when I was in Ohio. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yes. And uh, I chose it for a restaurant that I was consulting with. And then I actually have some Buffalo Trace, and I actually helped to bottle this. Because they occasionally let what they call whiskey insiders, Uh quote unquote, come behind the scenes and you basically it's slave labor. You work for free. You feel like some knowledge dust is going to get on you. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, I love them for this. They they have phenomenal uh, events like this all the time. And so we all got to taste um, some of the samples that were left from the barrel, uh, one of the barrels that was in this blend, and um, that was really cool. So, I like to put these two babies together. It is my own blend. Um, I like the profile that it creates, and uh, that's what I'm drinking tonight. Yeah.
3: Sailor Batch
1: One. So, nice. so if I, so my takeaway is, is if that that you can combine a wet woody whiskey and then you'll get some wood knowledge Z. dust on you from it. I mean, well, kind of what I got from it. Yes,
0: yeah, so you get the wet wood Z rye whiskey along with yeah, so I, the... That's so what I
1: said, what, that wet woody whiskey.
0: <laughs> and then you get a lot of... I like the grassy notes that are in Buffalo Trace. I'm so I immature. Like, I'm so I like the immature. grain. I'm going to just keep going like I'm not hearing you. And that's what I like to put together with these. i like it. That's it's all that matters, fantastic. right? It is fantastic. Such a great
3: great uh, pick, segueing yeah. from our discussion on Monday, from yeah. the uh, the whole blending yeah. discussion. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. I mean,
0: I like that's we talked great, about on, point, on Monday, that I have been in the position... Um, to do that for a distillery. And um, I don't often do this with bottles of whiskey because I feel like I am not as, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't dare to blend some things that, you know, I feel like the greats above me have have created. But there are times when I'm loving the profile of maybe a, a rye that's very light or a bourbon that's very big and I like to, you know, Get some grassy notes in there or some spice in there, or add a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of um, you know, butter popcorn or caramel. And sometimes you can do that with these bottles and it gets me exactly what I'm looking for. So yeah, you it's something you can have fun with on your own. You can I would recommend doing little spoonfuls. Don't go crazy and blending entire bottles. Um and just have fun with it. And, sure. I've actually um, done I think that. that It helps you determine your own palate and this is often suggested. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever done any sensory training um, and I've taken several courses doing this and now I get to teach it which is really fun and that's one really great way to do that is, you know, you learn the profile of four or five different whiskeys and you, you kind of go, okay, I know this like the back of my hand and then you blend them all together in different ratios and you try to pull out the different tasting notes and that's a great way once you've learned all the profiles of smells and tastes to start to, to learn your own specific, um, tasting, what I call it, your own specific nose, your own specific palate. It's a great way to learn that.
1: And a fun thing to do. That's really easy, especially, uh, you know, with Facebook or, um, I mean, that's the platform we use. I, I talked about this on a episode. I don't remember how far back it was, but I'm in a group of 12 people and, we do, we rotate, we do blends. So we each do our own blend. We do a seven, you know, 750 milliliter blend. And then we pass out blind samples to each other. And that's what we have to do. We have to go through each one of our samples that we get. And we just mail them, you know, mail them to each other in two ounce samples. And <clears throat> and we have to post in the group, in then we set up a Facebook group for it, and we post in the group what our tasting notes are for each one of the samples, and then we kind of like rank them for you know what we like about them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's it's a it's That's fun. It's a That's ton fun. of it's super fun, and and there's kind of there's there's not really you know real specific. I mean the last the last round that we did, um, one of the guys who really crushed it. Uh, he did uh, I mean his blend tasted like like a vanilla chai latte I mean Whoa. it was super good
0: Fine. fantastic
1: flavor hmm. <laughs> and come to find out and and everybody's everybody's trying hmm. you know you're trying to figure out like how how can you get to that blend and he took like a couple different bourbons and just a touch of a uh a 20 like a 24 um 24 year old solara aged rum into it and that's what gave it just that that touch of smoothness to where it I mean had like had like the consistency and everything of like a chai latte it was incredible
0: awesome. I have done that actually I'm so funny that you say that Jake so <laughs> one of so there was a while back um, I actually won a position On another podcast um, And I had to Create a cocktail And one of my favorite things this. Do you remember this? So one of my favorite <laughs> things to do Is to blend bourbon and rum And if you know your do, rum really yeah. well And you blend it with the right bourbon huh. And literally you can take So some So I have taken And I, I what's a, You know it's a Good question for you guys I don't want to say a lower shelf whiskey. What's a better term for a low shelf whiskey that doesn't... One that doesn't have the flavor profile that you love, but you know the base is there. What would you call that?
1: A bottom shelver. Yeah. No, no. Because I don't I don't oh. think negatively against a bottom shelf. I mean, in, in I, mean expenses, I don't either. Because there's in, great in whiskeys on the bottom shelf. An solid, bottle? solid whiskey.
2: Yeah. I
0: don't know. Okay. So, okay. So I've taken bottles like that, and I've gone well i can take you know if i want to drink this neat and not put it in a cocktail or whatever and i started playing around with with spice rum purely for cocktails and then i started to put drops like using my dropper literally my medicine dropper and i started actually elevating the flavor profile of some of these lower shelf or bottom shelf bourbons um, and rye whiskeys the same because i wanted to see the interaction with the rye with some really fantastic dark rums and it 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 was before i discovered jefferson's ocean it had jefferson's ocean had been out long before i just hadn't discovered it yet and i felt like it was reminiscent of that so um i love now it's that's my sometimes that's my go-to i will do like two ounces of one of my favorite bourbons and i'll add like a quarter ounce of one of my favorite rums and it's like magic just yeah, that's especially in magic.
1: Yeah, that's that's like the formula that he had. That's basically the formula that he had. That's it awesome. Was like a, it was like basically like a ten to one like whiskey to to rum. And it was it was fantastic. Every <laughs> everybody in the group raved about it. And the funny thing was is you know, we had never we had never specified that you couldn't not use whiskey, but everybody used just whiskies i mean lots of different whiskies but everybody used just whiskey except this one guy sure. and he just did that like you know 10% Someone it things outside blend. the box and it it i mean tell you what uh i mean like i loved my blend but it was all it was like a bunch of five bourbons that i really loved that i just happened to blend well together but uh kind of like what sailors doing with the buffalo trace and that and that rye i mean those are two really good bourbons Two American whiskeys that are very good, and obviously, if you blend them in the right mixture, go well together.
3: Hey, I'm, I'm getting an idea. We should do that.
1: I'll do the metal rock let's whiskey. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's make a. We Ooh, should do it. MRW. Yeah, sh- yeah, let's, yeah. Do it. Yes. We'll yeah. let's do it. Yeah, we'll just mail each other the samples. Let's do it.
0: Yes, let's do, do it. it. That would rock. Let's do All it. Right. Groundbreaking cool. news live right
1: here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, 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 but on a, do. on a side note though, I have like a secret passion for rum. Me too. It really creeps into my whiskey it keeps in, creeps into my whiskey dom. Yeah. That's it's weird. Fine. I you love know
0: I, But I, rum and whiskey are you, uh, go amazing together. Ami- they're amazing yeah. companions. Yeah.
2: I, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna experiment mm. tweak some stuff next time. <laughs> I try that. My wheels
3: are turning now.
1: Yeah. So, I think once you get I think I feel like once you get to the Once you get to the point where where you enjoy, um, you know, a finer quality pour that you tend to enjoy something that's been barrel aged, whether it be gin, uh, rum, tequila or whiskey, I think are kind of like the main spirits that that can be really transformed and taken up to the next level with the aging in a barrel. Sure, I just tried I right
3: on, uh, I right on that? a barrel-aged tequila when I was at um Went to Benny's Ugh. and it was uh they were, had the representative giving out samples. I forget how many years it was, it was like fourteen years or something like that aged tequila and it was freaking amazing. I'd never tasted anything like that before. That's a long so do time you know what's tequila.
0: you know what's interesting about yeah. that is so you know, I'm sure like many of us, so I was always like, Oh, I don't like tequila, it's disgusting, blah, blah, blah. Because of course I had only had garbage tequila in my younger years. It wasn't a flavor profile that I was interested in. Um, I wasn't interested in rum or gin when I was younger either. It was always just whiskey or beer or wine for me. So I s- recently, and when I say recently, maybe the past like three four years, I because I do a lot of tastings. We call it off premise in stores. I've been in the same, you know, venue or for a festival with tequila producers and a lot of them now are aging in bourbon barrels and i learned a lot about tequila you don't have to be 100% agave so i have in my hands and you definitely want it to be aged for a yep. certain period of time same same actually with so angostura who i adore for their bitters can, they also make rum and made an amazing rum that was aged in bourbon barrels and a friend That's of mine good. brought it back from venezuela it was not for sale in the US the bottle he brought back and he sent me a text and he's like i'm going to give a shout out right now hey jimmy um, and he said hey do you want to come share this with me cuz i would always say hey i got this whiskey you know do you, uh, i'm going to come over and share it with you i kept drinking and i kept saying i'm so confused right now am i drinking bourbon or rum i felt like the barrel totally overtook the rum but it was funny because we both went online immediately We were reading tasting notes on the and Angostura's description. And, you know, the profiles are actually very similar. You know, rum is a much sweeter spirit. So if you do it well and you age a rum for, and it's, I must say, if you're actually making a true rum, which means it does not have additives, it's actually made from pure cane sugar, all of that, that is a real correct true rum because rum is still one of our pirate spirits where the regulations are not as strict as any other spirit mm-hmm. on the planet or cordial or anything. I don't know why rum still gets its own leeway. Um, most rum you're drinking is just garbage. It's, it's complete garbage. It's colors, fillers, additives, whatever. But if you're drinking a real true rum and it's truly aged in barrels and gets its color from that, it tastes different than any other rum you've ever had. So, the, the point being, some of the people that were talking about the tasting notes were saying, you will find this to be very close to a bourbon. It could also be confused with a bourbon for some novices because it was additionally aged in bourbon barrels. And I found that so interesting. <clears throat> I, I, I yeah, love sure. that stuff.
1: Yeah, Jake. So I'm, for, holding, yeah. I'm holding my hand. <laughs> um, we did a, uh, I just happened to have the samples right here next to me. We did a uh, uh, tequila barrel for a local group. And uh, and these are I'm sure you guys have seen these before. These are the uh, the corazón uh, single barrel añejo um, from Casa San Matias, which is owned by Sazerac. And we were given samples of, um, I mean, these are non-age stated um, as far as like how long they've been aged in the barrel, but they're they're 80 proof and. Two of the samples were um, aged in buffalo trace barrels, and mm. one of the samples was from a barrel that, from a, a barrel that was aged in a uh, WL Weller barrel.
0: Hmm. Oh. And,
1: and we, yeah. we did these we did these blind. and can you guess which barrel got picked unanimously? And I found this really interesting.
0: Um, I kind of gave it the away. The last one?
1: the Yeah, the Weller. <clears throat> uh, so it was a Weller yeah. Antique. What The barrel that it came from ended up being a barrel of Weller Antique. And uh, I found that really interesting that we, I mean, in a blind tasting, we unanimously, and I've heard, uh, I know Corazon, um, I've never tried it, but I've seen that they've, uh, they also have um where they've aged in, you know, pappy barrels and the and, stag barrel too. And stag stag yeah, barrels stag, and yeah. stuff, which, yeah. which, which I mean, in all reality, the, 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 pappy barrel and the weller barrel are the same thing because same. they're yeah. just, they're the it's same. just the, the pappy the barrel was just a, a barrel that was taken a, a weller barrel that was taken to a different section. But it's of the got the name, it's it got the name on age. it. So
2: people look yeah. for that one.
1: Yeah. And yeah, and, and yeah, and, and as far as I know, I think uh, I think Buffalo Trace and Stag actually had the same uh, the same uh, recipe as well, the same mash yep. bill and everything. Too, it's just you know barrel proof and aged in a different area of the warehouse, which makes a difference. But um, but yeah, it was, it, I found that interesting because I've heard you know other people say that the the you know Pappy Barrel one was really great, and I mean in in this scenario three different people blind all unanimously chose the same barrel, which was... So maybe there's something going on with the weeded mash bill that ends up blending, you know, touching well to the tequila. I don't know. But the Buffalo Trace...
0: Good. That would make the sense.
2: Buffalo it's, trace, it's a solid pour. It's but the Buffalo pour. Trace one's a Blanco, right? And I think the Wellers are Reposado, or are they they all clear?
1: They're all Blanco? They're all clear. They're all Blanco. Yeah, no, they're right. all... Yeah. It's...
2: Yeah. Or Plata. I will,
1: the, well, I read you all the information that we have. Yeah.
0: One of, so one of the interesting things too is if you if you pay attention, which I learned this only because I started pouring for William Grant and Sons last winter. If you pay attention to companies like that that own they have rum brands, they have tequila brands, they have whiskey, uh, American whiskey and scotch. Um and they have gin as well. There is a lot of um What's the word I'm looking for? The inbreeding? Cross-utilization. What? <laughs> sure. I was going to say cross-utilization, but fuck it. We'll go with inbreeding. Okay. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, which we, we will not get into at this time because I'm saving this for a future episode. Uh, William Grant just uh, released Fistful of Bourbon, which I'm, I'm personally very excited about on many, many levels. Um, and it it also speaks to our blending trend. So we'll save this for, for a future episode and we'll continue the blending topic. Um, but they also have a tequila brand and they have a rum brand and they have whiskey and they have scotch. So, um, barrel utilization is becoming very interesting and is going to lead to a lot of exciting spirits for all of us. A lot of exciting things for us to taste in the future. And I'm really happy about that.
1: Sure. Awesome. Well, sailor to uh to play on on uh on your whiskey choice for the evening. I also am drinking a blended whiskey. Nice. Yay. And it is like is we planned this. It's one of my it's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite pours, and it is the uh, it's the wild turkey decades, and it's a
0: oh blend of, heaven help me.
1: It's a, a blend. Yes, exactly. Of, uh, yes, I think it's yes, like four, yes. four, awesome. four yes. different decades of wild oh, turkey. God, I it love is decades. Exceptional. Ugh. And Hands down. I'm getting down to the bottom of this of this glass, and uh, there's there's two stores. Um, that i uh, that i know still have this in stock at really really close to state minimum and it's it's difficult not to just go ahead and buy that back i'll split it I with you i'll split it with you that's I one of my favorites bottle.
0: wild turkey it's so
1: good. is one i mean
0: <laughs> it's i think it's wild turkey and then <laughs> buffalo trace and then jefferson's would i think at this point how it would go but I don't, I don't like, you know, how I feel about rare breed. My master's keep I've been nursing since my uncle's wedding. My decades, I killed it. I'm so sorry. I wish I had oh. nursed it. I'll split it with <laughs> you, dude. Let's. I love decades. Ugh, I was They can do no uh, wrong.
1: Well, I had, had my had my Monday lunch with my buddy, uh, my Scotch buddy, the other day, yesterday, and or Monday, and I I, I brought that up that we were ta- obviously talking whiskey and. I brought up the fact that uh, I wish that when I got into whiskey at the age that I was, I wish that I would have gotten into Wild Turkey.
0: Oh, me too. You know,
1: I because <clears throat> I have some early two thousands Wild Turkey, mm. the eight year one hundred one, and it is it's exceptional. I mean, it is so good, and I it's I mean the the you know the the one hundred one that you get now is really good, but it's nothing compared to like the early different, 2000s and you know the late 90s cheesy gold gold foil stuff and all i mean uh, i wish i would have just gotten into it instead of uh, you know i got into drinking jim beam products right away and not that i mean i love that stuff but i wish i would have
0: same for I'm me. I mean, I, I got a hold of some family stuff, and it was Wild Turkey. And at the time, I was like, ugh, you know, Wild Turkey. It's so, like, because they never changed their, pa- or slight changes their packaging for so long and didn't move their price point. And, oh, <clears throat> God, if I had only known, you know, God, I, I don't think they can shocking. do any wrong.
1: It's shocking how much, <clears throat> how much the, uh, the flavor profile on this decades is so similar to the flavor profile on uh, on the two. I have a two thousand four eight year 101, oh, wow. and the flavor yes. profile is it's right there. And and I mean I I collect Russell's Reserve mm-hmm, barrels, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and none of them have this same flavor profile. I have no. a, I, I even have like uh, the seventeen year is somewhat similar to this. But there's like a really just incredible um, maple and brown sugar note yes.
0: on yes. these
1: that is yes. just, oh, it's, it's. it's and gigantic. it
0: goes to the point so once good. again of the magic in <laughs> blending, the magic in blending. Oh.
2: Sailor, they can do wrong. They, you know, wild turkey, American honey.
0: You know what, you though? Actually, I, I disagree. But no, that, no, no. I product, disagree but that with you. that product
1: you. bought yeah. a lot of people. Because,
0: and if you read, okay, this is the thing. So when I see things like that, I immediately go, oh, what the fuck? You know, and, I, and I'm afraid that they're going to go on trend and they're going to take all their products on trend. It's just not And they're going to change their price. points, But that's not what happened, actually. So what I encourage everyone to do is if, you, that's a good point you bring up, though, Matt. Excellent point. If you read why they came out with that, you have to understand one man was responsible for this brand of whiskey through the most terrible time in American whiskey history when no one was buying whiskey, it was basically hobos. It was garb... Like, the only whiskey that was selling was garbage. You know what I mean? Like, all... It's true, yeah. Just junk for American whiskey. And he mm-hmm. and people were like, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And he was like, no, no. And I'm talking about Jimmy Russell Master Distiller, one of the yeah. oldest Master Distillers in the world at the moment, by the way. And he said, no, no, no. You should change the packaging. You should do this. Hey, it's the 70s and disco and Bacardi is popular. No, no. So... Wow. And who Jesus, whoever was at the helm through all these years that let him keep saying no is also phenomenal because he doesn't own the company; he's just a master well, it's distiller. It's been different.
1: It's been yeah. different. I know
0: that it <laughs> speaks more though yeah. to to the authority that he holds, it's like a clout. To the respect yeah. that he's gained. Exactly. And he said no. Mm-hmm. Then his son comes on board, and his son—they still call him the new guy, mind you. His son has yeah. been there <laughs> like <30 laughs> for like long fucking to, years,
1: almost like, forty years.
0: I, I know exactly. New like like he's block. a grandfather himself. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, hey, and (laughs) so american honey was the one time that he conceded and he said and it's so funny if you listen to interviews with jimmy russell and and now think about the other master distillers in his immediate area that he was Mm -hmm. working against or with they would say now imagine the craft beer boom yes if you were around in the Mm -hmm. 90s during the craft beer boom Nobody gave two shits about craft beer. Most of the guys knew each other, whether you were in the same state or not. It was like, hey, we hope we all make it. I don't know. Like, I remortgaged my house. Hopefully this works out. And it was the same thing with whiskey at the time. So him and Parker yes. Beam and, you know, all of them would. And Albert they, Lee and, and well, all and... of them, they would hang out and they would be like, yeah, sometimes I add a little ginger ale to my whiskey. I add a little club soda. My Sprite. wife, likes. A little Sprite. sprite. Exactly. <laughs> so he was finally like, all right. You want to do a GD freaking, because he will, he doesn't curse, damn flavored whiskey. We're going to do some honey. And that's it. The end. Because that I can see is the same as adding a little soda water to it. And you get like a Sprite. No, there's also wild, there's also wild
2: turkey. <laughs> hold on. There's also wild turkey sting, which is honey and cinnamon
0: combined. Okay. That's but you know what two. you know that's so late, but that's later though. but that's not him though <laughs> it's, it's, right. it's also yeah. but that's not him because then if you want to yeah. do that we but have to also, get into the discussion of who purchased wild turkey my point is this my point is that he okay. held I, I, fast I know. I know I know among all others and did not did not change price points and, and labels and right. convolute right. yeah. the whiskeys. and he was even though at the time I uh, I'm a I was in my I mean I cut my teeth on marketing and branding my corporate job before I got into the whiskey business was I would have said to him as a consultant please listen to me do whatever it takes to sell your whiskey everyone's drinking this that and the other thing everybody's flavoring all the shit do it do it do it do it and that would have been wrong he was right in the end he was right how he was allowed to be right I don't know but goddamn do I respect it so I will give them a pass for honey and cinnamon, whatever the fuck, I don't care. You can still get wild turkey at a fair price, even if it's master keep or decades or rare breed. It's a phenomenal it's price for what it is. My
2: my point was
1: that there were no. A but but here's the thing: outside. I look at I look at it like this.
0: Sure. I look Despite, at it like this.
2: Yeah, and I agree with everything you said about him because you're 100. We right. don't
1: we don't look down upon somebody. At least I don't. If somebody gets into whiskey by drinking a whiskey and coke, I mean that's how. That's how I got into it. I, I got into whiskey. by start, I started off sure. drinking Jim and Coke.
0: Yes. So
1: if, what's the difference between taking a whiskey and blending it with a Coke or just taking a whiskey and blending it with honey, but it's already blended in the bottle? It's the same thing. It brings people in. It allows them to get their foot in the door and kind of start to work their way in. And then at some point, you graduate. You know, you get in. You, maybe you start with the honey, and then you go from there to something else, and then something, and then. But well, you also, start to get, if if you're starting mixologist
0: we use the honey yeah. as a liqueur. Yeah, we use it in blending as a, like I use the honey. It all has I its always place. have it on my. It shows, all has its place, guaranteed. And it's I as a mixologist, I use it as a liqueur all the time, and it's fabulous. It all has it. its
1: place, and you know what else has its place? Yes, a whiskey segment. Hey. hey
3: right ed
0: Ed.
3: and i do have the whiskey here with me that i am pairing with led zeppelin and that's what i am drinking
0: oh snap
3: okay so i was thinking about this what would i like to drink with led zeppelin i wanted something that would kind of make sense but yet still something that i would enjoy because i do enjoy led zeppelin Um, so I was thinking, okay, what's the first thing kind of, uh, playing in my mind? What's the first thing I think about when I think about Led Zeppelin? Stairway to Heaven. That's usually the song that comes to mind. Heaven, Heaven Hill. (laughs) You know what? I'm a big Heaven Hill fan. So then I, I'm, I'm trying to, I've got a bottle of Heaven Hill, um, green label here, six year. Uh, which which is phenomenal. Um, I'm trying. So good. I'm also trying to justify. What other reason can I give for for drinking this to Led Zeppelin? So I'm I'm my brain is turning. Um, Led Zeppelin. We we think about them as a classic style rock or an old style rock. Well, right on the bottle of this Heaven Hill, it says old style bourbon. I'm like all right, that kind of fits. So and I'm thinking some more. Um, for this battle, we've pared it down to six different albums to uh, pick songs from for to make our playlist. Well, this Bottle of Heaven Hill just happens to be six years old. And uh, thinking a little more, what about the proof level of this? It's, it's 90 proof, which is more than a lot of bourbons. It's not as intense as many, uh, but yet Led Zeppelin's kind of like that, too. They're not as intense as a lot of bands like you know Lamb of God Slayer or whatever, but they're they're still you know in that good good range good comfortable range, um, but a little more than a lot of other bands. So I thought yeah you know I I'm pretty good with this choice. Heaven Hill Old Style Green Label Six Year Bourbon, a solid whiskey for a solid band. <laughs> Love
0: it. Cheers Love to it. that, my friend. That's awesome. I love it. That's, great pairing, that's Ed. That's a great choice. Yes. Thank
1: yeah, you. I, f- I feel like I'm one way of these. To go. We had to have Heaven involved. That was great.
0: Have we not had Heaven Hill? Really? This whole time?
1: I don't know. You know what? I don't know if we've ever... That's a good... I think Ed may have done...
3: No. I think I may have pulled out this bottle for as my drinker for another
1: episode. Yeah, but I don't... Yeah. Huh. But... You know what I used? Not for I used.
0: Uh, that's. I mean, we're I all use... Heaven Hill fans. That's so weird. I remember weird. I
1: used Elijah Craig. Um, I think it was for. Um, for Slayer. Slayer. I think it was. Because I felt like I needed a priest. Yes, because rubber Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I had to sanctify my whiskey segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's man. right. I remember that.
0: Oh my god. So funny. <laughs> all right so we actually well, uh, do other than whiskey have a discussion tonight jake why,
1: why don't why don't we take a quick break um empty the let's glass, do it because i have to pee glasses, i'm gonna pee my pants then, like uh, i'm
0: a second away this. i think matt yeah. has to pee too
2: <laughs> thank the fucking lord <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right Let's All
0: right. Yeah. P break.
1: How about how, uh, about how about Let's
0: play some music during our pea break.
1: Jam to some Led Zeppelin. Been
0: dazed and confused for so long it's not true.
1: Wanted a warm and never bargain for you. Lots of people talking few of them know. And we are back. <laughs>
0: I did not pee my pants.
1: pants. We did have a fun, fun fun-loving discussion uh, in the break there, though. That was good. Um, We were actually just kind of discussing how um, we might need to rehash a few things that maybe were not (laughs) remembered in the previous episode by probably more me than anybody else here. So, um, Sailor, why why don't you pick up where we did or did not leave off? I don't know tell me information right, I will tell me happily information. do
0: that um <laughs> so one of the first takeaways that it, it's funny because i i often go back to my first thoughts when i w- had the idea for this podcast and i thought wow are we gonna want to talk about whiskey so much that we don't talk about music or are we gonna want to talk about music so much that so we don't talk about whiskey? How do we find perfect, that perfect? blend? And I think we're still working that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's Often, a blend. Yes. <laughs> oh <laughs> damn! Hey, um, I think we're still working that out. But so let's—we had to do a break in between. Let's just say we we intended to do um, epi- the uh, segment one and two of uh, Led Zeppelin back to back, but sadly we lost aretha franklin in between that we felt like it just it it would be remiss if we did not um spend our week devoting our time to her and discussing her and her legacy because to me she's a fucking rock star she's amazing um so it's been a little bit of time so i'm gonna recap a bit on our first led zeppelin show which if you have not listened to it You know, often we always say, oh, listen to it, listen to it. No, you really should listen to it because (laughs) a few funny (laughs) things happened. We had a good plan for it. Um, Led Zeppelin was one of the big bands that we wanted to tackle from the beginning. And we took this long to tackle it because we wanted to feel like it was the right time. And Led Zeppelin happens to be Jake's favorite band of all time. So he was very passionate about it. And we all took a lot of time to be prepared. And several things happened, (laughs) unfortunately, on the episode to derail that. One of the most important things was that I am visiting family in the Pacific Northwest at the moment. And I'm literally in the woods and the mountains. And my internet is shit. It's garbage. So I had a horrible delay with my other guys here. And I was trying to talk so fast Before they interrupted or I got cut off again (laughs) by the internet that I was I couldn't even speak anymore. I, I was I was saying words that didn't make any sense. And it was and I then I got angrier and angrier. And I and a lot of people thought I was angry at Jake, which I'm never angry at Jake um part of the the whole point Mm -hmm. of the show is to battle and we do that in a very loving way um but it it got it was insane and i couldn't like unfortunately the delay and the lag fucked us up so much that we didn't really like play out the episode as we had initially intended to so we're gonna try to pick back up from that and we're going to talk a little bit more this segment about our own feelings about Led Zeppelin our own relationship you know have we been fans for a long time how did we come to be fans (laughs) and then after we do that we're going to go into our own picks so the challenge instead of battling albums against each other which we felt like you know, sometimes with bands, legendary bands like this, it's very difficult to do so. Like with Rush, we had a very yeah. hard time. So we, were, we had set the task to ourselves to create our own epic Zeppelin album. So we could only have 12 songs on that album. And we decided that it could only be specific albums. So we will reveal that as part two of this discussion tonight. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about some controversy that was laid out in our first show. Um, I had done a lot of research and a lot of digging into some of the controversy and the criticism that Led Zeppelin has faced, especially in the past 15, 20 years, about a lot of their songs. And I tried to give a really good timeline and break these all down. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to post them on our Facebook group and on our Instagram, and so that you guys can see, because we had so many <laughs> difficulties with the last episode, the songs that I was talking about and credit wise, which I felt was really important to bring up. Um, and and a, a lot of us feel like does that affect the love of you know the love we have for the songs? Maybe maybe not. Of course, you know who cares? So. Um, Let's just start off the discussion, I would say, with talking about our own personal reasons why, A, we wanted to do a two-part show on Zeppelin, and why, personally, each one of us wanted to discuss Zeppelin. And, Jake, since you're the ultimate fan, let's start with you.
1: Point out what, what, you, were, what you were talking about. We do get passionate we're passionate about music and whiskey and we get into it on this show and it should be known. I mean, after after that episode that we recorded where where you and I were incredibly, you know, passionate and stubborn towards each other, we chatted like, like it had never happened for like an hour after the episode, just talking about wildlife yeah. and random weird things like that. And it's, but that's how you are. I mean, if, <laughs> I, I think if you have true friends you can share you can share different perspectives of ideas and and it doesn't tear you apart it brings you closer together i think that's that's something that music uh absolutely does so just want to say that first um so as far as what got me in to led zeppelin in the first place uh, i think i'd kind of mentioned my my dad um my dad loved led zeppelin I, i think I think I could probably say my, my my dad's favorite. We're we're a big music family. My family is. My my dad played uh, guitar and drums growing up, <clears throat> and um, there was never a time in our house that music wasn't going. It, it just it's just one of those. It was one of those things where, if we're eating dinner, getting up in the morning, getting ready, there was n- there was never not a radio playing in our house always and so my dad being my dad he uh, he tended to have control over the radio more times than not and uh, and I rode with my dad a lot and he had uh, Led Zeppelin, Skinner uh, Pink Floyd um, and he liked a lot of the southern rock stuff too and I think that's if you listen through Led Zeppelin's portfolio they have a lot of that style of bluegrass influence and blues influence. And, uh, and you know, Robert Plant and John Bonham were, I mean, they were called kind of hicks. You know, they were kind of the country boys of of the Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, as a band. And I think that's the influence that they brought. and uh, And so that's kind of how I got into it. I mean, I was a little kid when my dad had, I mean, I guess I I I guess I can't really quite remember cuz I haven't looked at the record collection in so many years but I know for a fact he had Led Zeppelin Led Zeppelin 2 3 4 Physical Graffiti <clears throat> and that that might have been it. Maybe you know Houses of the Holy, he had that too. So probably I mean it, the six albums that we're going to talk about tonight he had all of those albums on vinyl and I uh I took a particular liking to um, Led Zeppelin 3, mm-hmm. which I talked about on the previous episode where I had that queued up on my record player in my bedroom every morning just to blare immigrant song. Because, I, I mean, God, I, how, yes. that song just gets you. I mean, my, my...
0: It's the most epic <laughs> my, song so ever. Big,
1: I, I might imagine. So we're a big Marvel family. And with that being played so much, it's like Thor's theme song and my kids yes! love immigrant song and my son will like as soon as it comes out, he just <laughs> he just starts screaming with it and dancing <laughs> it's 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 just awesome i mean so it was i was a product of the environment that led zeppelin was a part of so i i grew up with it and when i got into music myself it, it just, it it really, it really sucked me in. And one of the first music books that I got when I started playing guitar, um, you know, one of the first, it it was one of those combo books that had the sheet music and the tablature and it was a Led Zeppelin greatest hits book. And so, I, I mean, I, Went through and figured out how to play as many as as many of the songs as I could in the best way that I could. How to play the guitar parts and the bass parts and the keyboard parts and the drum parts were beyond my talent. I mean, they were all beyond my talent, but it was it was fun. I mean, it was always so complex and it never got it never got boring to me. And uh, and this was the the task of create uh, creating a playlist you know sometimes the task is adding enough songs to a playlist in this case the task of shaving down a playlist i've toiled mm-hmm. at this for weeks now and you guys might hate me a little bit <laughs> i'll just i'll leave it at that for the <laughs> <Yeah>. moment <laughs> i'll leave it good. at that for the okay. moment
0: that's okay and that's okay So, Matt, do you want to go next and talk about your personal relationship with Zeppelin?
2: Well, very contrary to Jake, uh, coming into this, and I mentioned it last week, I was not a huge Zeppelin fan, really, at all. Um, As a music fan, I understand the impact. I understand the influence they had on musicians that I love, um, as they were really groundbreaking band obviously most people would agree on that but you know other than hearing the hits on the radio i was never really exposed to it you know either from my parents or a friend or anything like that you know there was never a person in my life who was a diehard zeppelin fan um but and like i said it was mostly just the hits on the radio that i would know hearing them by ear i would know it was zeppelin would i necessarily know the name of the song no um but to piggyback off something else that jake said knowing how many songs they had and listening to all the songs and recognizing the songs as i heard them it was very difficult to narrow this down to just 12 songs i mean i got it down to like 25 to 19 you know to 16 finally to 13 and it was it was it was tough it was very very tough um, so I mean to their credit the catalog you can't argue with the catalog and all the hits there um, but just a very casual at least before episode one that we recorded um, just a very sort of casual um, not necessarily a huge Zeppelin fan but um you know, learning about them, I've come to appreciate them a little bit more, definitely.
1: One one thing I wanted to uh interject, it, it it just popped into my head something that my dad my dad told me when I think I was in high school and I was playing in a in a band and uh and my dad and I were watching and I've mentioned this before, my my parents um at a certain point in my childhood became very conservative. And music was kind of the one space where well their music I should say. Not not new music, but their generation of music their was music, one space yeah. was mm-hmm. one space that was still very wide open. Like all of the music that they listened to wasn't off limits even though a lot of the music...
0: That's me too, Jake. A lot
1: of the music that was... Me
0: too, same thing.
1: I I think I mentioned that, I mean, I bought my sister for her birthday when I was in junior high school. I bought her uh, "Corn," Follow the Leader and Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine, and as soon as my dad found them, he broke them. He shattered the CDs. But yet, we could grab... Black Sabbath or any of the records, Led Zeppelin, Alice Cooper, anything that was in the record shelf, we could grab at any time, throw it on the record player for the house, and listen to it. Nothing that was older was off limits. It was only the present that was off limits, and so that was always kind of a way that I could yes. connect. That I could connect to my parents, and I just remember, um, my dad and I were watching the uh, the song remains the same mm-hmm. um, I guess movie biopic whatever you want to whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah and so I was I was I was playing bass in a band but I was uh, really getting into playing guitar at the time too and my and and Jimmy Page was always one of these guys that I just really looked up to as a guitar player because I mean he's just So incredible. And we're watching this video, and my dad was like, you see how his hair is just in his face. He can't see. The guy is probably on God knows how many substances, Mm -hmm. and yet he's doing that. And my dad was was just mesmerized by it, too. And it's like, that's pretty incredible. And it made me think, too, because I loved Slash, too. And I was like, man... There's so many similarities there between Jimmy Page and Slash Mm. that I, you know, looking back on it now, I I think about that's
0: been noted. (laughs) That's been noted often throughout music. Yeah, I mean, since day one, that's the similarities have been there, and the music press has stated that many times. Those twos, for sure. (laughs) Yes. Oh, they
2: both—they both have douchey (laughs) lead singers.
3: (laughs) Whoa! (laughs)
1: Whoa!
0: Shots. So you
1: made me think. You Shots made me think fired. of something,
3: and Go, Matt. that I've I've heard. As and I want to know if you guys <laughs> heard this as well, and maybe even know if it's fact. Um, how the double-necked guitar came about, um, because of basically a creation by Jimmy Page, so he could play Stairway to Heaven live.
1: It wasn't a creation by Jimmy Page, but he absolutely was the one that. Put it in the forefront of rock and roll music. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to. I'd I'd read into this once before. Um, there was another guitar player that I mean, as as it goes, there was somebody else that started it that wasn't either as proficient or famous or or whatever you want to say. But Jimmy Page was absolutely. But he wasn't the, the first. In other words. He was no. I mean, nobody's okay. Who was the first? He didn't. He didn't create it. He's not a. He's not a guitar manufacturer. Somebody well, no. Had to, he might have had to make you know, it. S- he <laughs> you know, had the idea. I don't know. But obviously, he would
3: go. Out I mean, to how his many would? How many guitar and make it players, himself,
1: But how many guitar players play Les Pauls that aren't Les Paul? Well, yeah. So somebody, yeah. somebody, you <laughs> know, revolutionized the industry with that particular instrument and Jimmy Page made it kind of famous. And
0: typically it was the American blues players for guitar. Typically.
1: Oh, for sure. So, Ed, do you want to go next? Led Zeppelin, love blues.
3: Sure. Well, (laughs) I'm kind of in between uh, Matt and Jake. Matt, I'm more like you as you know, throughout my life um, growing up in the, the 70s and 80s, and, you know, I always heard Led Zeppelin on the radio. Um, I enjoyed the music. Didn't really go out and buy the albums or anything like that. Um, it wasn't until later on in life that I really kind of latched on to him as a fan. Um, I think it was when... I started, me and my daughter started taking guitar lessons and I know she was, um, one of the first songs that she learned to play, like many guitarists, was, you know, Stairway (laughs) and, um, and I really started, we started actually listening together. This was kind of cool. Um, me and my daughter both started, uh, getting into Led Zeppelin together and, uh, appreciating the I music and we both kind of became <laughs> <fans>. <laughs> so
0: shut the fuck up Jake let him continue so yeah so it. that's
3: uh you know I don't know what what it's what it's been maybe you know 10 years ago something like that but uh so that's, that's, that's kind of how I,
1: I really got into Led Zeppelin in a nutshell I I I could I could absolutely see that same pro- projection with with my daughter and I because that's she actually uh, she's already asked for a guitar for her birthday and uh-huh. so I'm between buying her one of her own or giving her one of mine I think I'm gonna start her with one of her own and then she can use mine and then I'll give her one of mine once it gets to that point. Okay. <laughs> How would you sailor? Let's 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 hear so it. I've,
0: <laughs> I've been avoiding this well I've been avoiding this for many, many reasons. And um, I'm going to do my best to be non <laughs> to keep as oh, I mean, how do you keep emotion from music? I don't know. But I'm going to do my best. But I will tell you, I'm not typically, you know, I'm not the type of girl that's, like, cries and is emotional. But this is going to be a tough one, I will admit. Um, Because my father passed away a few years ago, and a lot of my relationship with led zeppelin comes from my father um i did not have a a um i did not have a great relationship with him unfortunately my parents were divorced and i was very very young and when i did get to see him i thought he was the coolest thing that ever happened and anything he was into i had to be into of course um but my mother also um was a big zeppelin fan the two of them actually were at Woodstock together, oh. let me tell you, and went to many, many concerts after that together. They moved out, went out to California, as many of the hippies did at that time, and saw um, Zeppelin and Hendrix and a lot of the greats live um, out west and... Uh, so I was exposed to Zeppelin from I uh, probably day one, you know, before I even have a memory because they were both people that like to have music on all the time. And Jake, it's very similar to what you said, I was not allowed to do, when I became a teenager, my mother turned into a different person and she was like the FBI <laughs> I used to call her, you know, and You know, if I was listening to Ozzy, it was devil music, even though she wasn't religious or, you know, this music was evil or bad or everything that I did bad was blamed on the music I was listening to. Wasn't blamed on anything else in my life. It was the music. So I was and and we've talked about this many times in the past that I would take my records or my tapes and I would put them in like Debbie Gibson (laughs) cases or whatever. So, you know, (laughs) nobody knew what I was listening to. But and we also talked about the columbia publishers clearing shit whatever <laughs> oh, yeah. the fuck where you could get like 12 yep. tapes for a dollar or whatever and if if my mother would have ever to have caught these things if they were zeppelin she'd be like oh yeah that's fine you know and in my mind i'm like what the fuck is the difference between zeppelin and metallica same shit like actually metallica what they're writing about is far more what's the word i'm looking for it is better it's less for sexual me than, but Zeppelin was a, yeah, well, that too. But yeah, you know, like I might learn about history and might not be all for war and it's bad to do drugs and go insane (laughs) and yeah, exactly. But that's not how it was, you know, perceived, of course. So so to not get too emotional, my um, relationship with Led Zeppelin, (laughs) it's... (laughs) It is very personal and it is very emotional and it is very deep. And um, when I prepared for our first episode, I was coming from a strictly analytical standpoint. And I wanted to discuss a lot of the controversy about their songs and not giving credit to the original songwriters Because I felt like that was very important. Because when I found out about that, being a huge Zeppelin fan in my younger years, I felt very betrayed. And it was very disappointing to me. And that's going to happen. That's going to happen with music. And I will tell you, having been in the music industry, don't meet your favorite music fans. I will tell people this constantly. Let them be an (laughs) enigma in your head. Trust me. Don't meet them, don't interact with them. It's better for you. I promise. Cuz everyone's human. Everybody makes mistakes. People who are ridiculously artistic can be complete garbage as people. Only, you might be disappointed. Only meet them
1: only just focus only meet on the music. Them If you can meet them on their way up. Don't meet them once they once they've once Not
0: necessarily. Once they've, once they've kind no. of like
1: hit the pinnacle of success, no. then you don't. But like I mean, I've hung out with some bands. I've hung out with some bands that I still love today. That I met them when they were on their way up before they hit like real fame, and they were super cool down to earth. Like Chevelle is one of those bands. Like I've hung out with those guys and and you know had drinks with them way back in the day, and you know a few other bands like that. That when they were still on their way up, it was really cool, but I could see definitely. Once they get to the point.
0: But not. My point is that not every musician is someone you're going to go, oh, my God, I love that person.
1: Absolutely. And and
0: this has been a theme on this show. This has happened a lot on this show. And my point of bringing up last show. To love the people, to love the music. All of the. Right. But all of the controversy, you know, with the songs that. a lot of people say they ripped off and in a lot of cases they did rip off or at the very least they took that song as an inspiration used a lot of it and didn't credit it whatever it's called that can be very disappointing and it can be very disheartening when you have this (laughs) overinflated feeling or emotional connection or view on a band so that, that's, that was my only point for bringing that up is because I did. I had a very over-inflated view. I had a very over-inflated emotional response. And as I grew up and as I got older, I saw them in a different light and it's still okay. It's okay. I was able to easily put together my album, which we'll talk about in the next segment. Um, and it doesn't change my relationship with the band because my relationship with the band comes from a personal place. But... It definitely helped me, Led Zeppelin helped me to A, understand music, to be appreciate musicality. And when you're very, very young, when you're 12 or 13, if you have not already played an instrument, which those that have are considerably <laughs> more amazing than myself, but if you're only <laughs> able to start, you know, playing instruments at that age, the musicality in Led Zeppelin to be exposed to that that early is it's very good for you it was very good for me it made me start to listen to music in a different way and appreciate it from a different standpoint hands down for sure so um i have some i have some amazing memories of led zeppelin songs i have a a, a distinct memory of being in my my dad's mg was a convertible oh, man. and MGs. i must have been oh yeah Uh, And it was red, cherry red. He was just the coolest, you know. We were upstate New York, and (laughs) um, we were driving away, and he had an 8-track, and so this was, I'm assuming, early 80s. And he's, you know, puts in that 8-track, and he was, like, he was the type of guy that would go, oh, yeah, listen to this part, and oh, I love this bass line, and this is the guitar part. And he was, you know, a guy that would, like, talk you through the music, so um, I... Well, you, le- you learn a lot that way. You get interested that way for sure. Um, it, it teaches you a little bit about music, but I just thought like, oh, he's so cool because he knows everything about this, you know, this album. He's like the coolest guy ever. And then, you know, in a juxtaposition, my mom who does not talk about music at all and who's never played music <laughs> and is only a listener, for her to throw on Zeppelin and be like, and I could identify it. Like, oh, hey, this is the album dad was talking about, blah, blah, blah. And she would, you know, make comments that weren't the best about, oh, you're just like your father. Um, it became irrelevant because I became my own listener and my own, it became my own choice and my own judgment in music. But little did they know that in my brain, it connected the two of them hmm. in a happy place. It connected the two of them in a positive way for me because I, they got divorced when I was three. So I, I've never known my parents together in my, you know, in in my memory. So moments like that will always create an important place in my mind and an important place for me emotionally. And this band would definitely be connected to that. And I'm going to leave it there before I get, cool. before I wax too much poetic.
1: <laughs> That's very cool. Very cool.
2: So let's get into these albums.
0: If you remember from the last Zeppelin show, we decided we were gonna put together our ultimate Zeppelin albums each. We could only pick 12 songs from the following albums. Guys, do you remember the albums? It was Zeppelin yep. 1 through 4, mm-hmm. House of the Holy, and Physical to Graffiti. Yes. Who wants to go first? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That guy, that guy right there. Do it! Do it! Do it! <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> no so, nobody nobody. Oh, okay.
3: I guess oh, Ed approaching Ed, my selections. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god.
3: Um I think it's been made abundantly clear on previous episodes um if you haven't heard um how I don't like monotonous albums, albums that go through Contain the same pace um, throughout the album. I think Jake and I have kind of established our own little camp. We like roller coaster rides. Yeah, on our <laughs> album. Um,
1: A climactic so journey. So my
3: yes, my strategy for creating the ultimate Led Zeppelin album <laughs> was album. to. Was
1: to you're
0: trending off of me in <laughs> the last segment. <That's> right. <laughs> like, what the fuck, immigration <clears throat> song and blah, 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 <laughs> immigration blah, blah, song. Blah,
1: blah, yes, we're gonna
3: do Never a I'll forever now think of that as the immigration <laughs> song, not the because of me But that.
0: it was communication breakdown and immigrant <laughs> song combined. That's what happened I wanted song. to
3: use communication breakdown as the title for that episode, by the way.
0: <gasps> oh shit. Oh,
1: that would have been a perfect
0: Why didn't you say so? You we would that? Oh my God. That's <laughs> when you need to override me. Those are the moments when
1: Well, I think I'm I think not we the have, genius hey, here. I, I say this all time. I think the time. we have I think we have the title for this episode.
0: I guess Anyway,
3: And your album. What was I saying? (laughs) Oh, I was talking (laughs) about my album. Anyway, um, so my my idea was this. I like an album to start off big. Start off with a bang.
1: Yep.
3: Start off with a bang. I had maybe then finally settle down a little bit. Pick up a little bit in the middle. Settle down a little again. And then just kill it, crush it on the way out. So here are my songs in order. Number one, I think, you know, Led Zeppelin 3, the perfect song to start out this album, Immigrant Song. Yep. I think that is isn't that is the opener to end all openers for, for, for songs. Um, I want to keep up the pace. After Immigrant Song, go into Rock and Roll. Um, after Rock and Roll... Uh, we'll hit Ramble On. And then once Ramble On is done, okay. we'll start to change out the pace a little bit. Dazed and Confused. Huh. After that, track four. And then getting a little melancholy with Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. And then immediately um, pick it back up That's with crazy. Black Dog after that. that and good. from Black Dog, we trance. Uh, we uh, transition into Trampled Underfoot. Ooh. And then... Um, Good
1: choice.
3: Yeah, after Trampled Ooh. Underfoot, um, we start to, I mean, not really slow down, but change the pace a little bit, and we go into Dancing Days.
0: Nice. Um, and then mm.
3: kind of keeping that s- kind, same kind of cool vibe, we go into Jamaica after wow. that.
0: No. Edward! And... Uh, Damn. Wow.
1: I like this,
3: and then Shoot. Finally, we we kind of we may, I have a good transition song when we go into when the Levee breaks and that transitions into the beginning of Stairway to Heaven, which is still that kind of like the down down key. And then Stairway to Heaven ramps it up. Yep. And we finish Stairway to Heaven and go right into the Cashmere for the Closer.
2: Wow. Boom. Ed. Ed, awesome job, man. Ed. Wow.
0: Damn. Oh
1: my. That was good job. My ultimate Led Zeppelin wow. album.
0: Wow. Holy that balls. Fantastic. That's amazing.
1: That nice. was that was such I mean, such a well thought, well described. I mean, I could I can visualize the the arc of that album. I that was really cool, Ed man. <coughs> awesome job.
3: Thank you very much. Now I'm interested to see <laughs> What the rest of you came up with? Who's next?
0: Matt.
1: Well, I'm going to go last. I will go. No, Matt I will go. All right,
0: fine.
2: What? <laughs> what? You want to go sailor?
0: No, That's Matt. I'm go last. No, okay. no. Right, Matt right. goes. Don't yell. <laughs> Was I yell? Maybe you should go Matt.
2: All right, so... <laughs> got a little got a little got a little yelly so going into this i thinking of how i like my ultimate album for any artist how i like it can how <laughs> how i like it constructed um i brought that to the table here so i knew what my opening song was and i knew what my closing song was and I actually knew what my fourth song was as weird as that sounds. Um, and then I just filled in the blanks from there. Um, but my first song, uh, like Edward immigrant song. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is the, they opened it most of their concerts with it, most of their concerts. And that is just the, that that's what you have to go with. I mean, that's just the best opening song you can pick out of all these songs that they have here. Um,
1: Say, here's a funny, hold on, Sailor, without, yeah. I I don't want to kill any suspense, but did you put Immigrant Song as your first song as well?
0: (laughs) So, because we already discussed on the last episode that Immigrant Song is my ultimate Zeppelin song, (laughs) it is in my playlist, but I'm not going to tell you where, because like Ed... I was very thoughtful about the placement of every oh. single song, although, and I'm gonna—I'll be honest—I don't do that anymore these days. I <laughs> so shuffle am I.
2: So am I. So I've am I. said
0: I listen. Yeah, I, I listen to I listen to everything streaming, but I did treat this like a real album. So my immigrant song yep. is in there. It is not the first song though.
1: Okay. 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 Sorry. Anyway. I was just because. Cause, cause I guess I guess we might be three out of four. I'm gonna just I, I, immigrant song was the first song on my album as well, so that's why I was wondering if we all if we all just went right out of the gate, immigrant song. I mean that's pretty pretty incredible.
2: So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll we will. See. Sorry, man. So sorry, So ma'am. immigrant song number one, and I've mentioned this before on other episodes is that I love a high tempo album right out of the gate. the, the album has to. Either kick my ass or at least keep me interested for the first three or four songs, whether that means they're short songs, Mm -hmm. as long as they're more aggressive and more quick, I guess, if you will. So number two, I have Live and Love and Made. Number two. Okay. Uh, Number three, Rock and Roll. So right out of the gate there, there, there's three songs that are four minutes and under, kind of set the tempo. And number four... Every album that I absolutely love from beginning to end, number four is the ballad. It's always the ballad. Hmm.
1: It's always the ballad. So
2: number four, I have Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> Stairway to is go. number four. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then to round outside one, because this is a fucking cassette. That's the format I chose. Cassette. <laughs> Because that's what I, I, did the that's same what
1: thing. I grew,
3: that's what yes. I, grew up I didn't with. even yes. specify that. Mine was yes. a CD. Man, yes. so I love you. Favorite. I did the same
1: thing. Yes. <laughs> a side, B side. Yes. A side. B side. And,
2: one, and of course, one side, one side longer to preserve continuity. Okay.
1: Yes. Right. You're a genius. <laughs> yes. Uh, so
2: five whole lot of love and six black dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Oh, my six. That's, a, mo, that's yes. a killer.
2: So that's for killer me, five and that. six Damn. has to be like the meat and Good potatoes job. fucking songs. And to yeah. me, the, to yeah. me, those are their two meat and potatoes songs. Man, great riffs. I
0: heavy, can tell it. who used. I can tell from so far from your playlist who used these as like basement makeout sessions, like or not. <laughs> 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 Jake, I feel like you and I are going to be on the same level because they clearly didn't from their lineup.
2: <laughs> so
3: what's
0: your side B? So side okay. two. What's
2: your
1: side B? Okay.
2: Or side B, yes side two, whatever. Um, Heartbreaker is the first song. Yes. Good, okay. groovy song to lead off the second side. Into yeah. uh, Ramble On. Um... And then into the ocean. Okay. okay which ocean. I fucking love that song, man. Love the ocean.
1: <laughs> I I figured, you know, I, I knew you were gonna have that on there. Um because you're a Beastie Boys lover too. Yes. Yes. You had to you had to have that song. <laughs> Get on out
2: there. of my fucking mind. Um
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, me too. Fuck yeah.
2: Um so fourth song on side two, dazed and confused. Okay. Going into a little bit more melodic, a little bit more low-key, over the hills and far away. Love this song. And then like Edward, I knew what my closing song was gonna be, man. Cashmere.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Had to have that at the end.
1: Very well done. Yes. I love yeah. everything about I love everything about that. Very good. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you. Different but some similarities in there. Yeah.
1: For sure. Sailor?
0: Oh, all right. Okay, okay. So, I decided I was going to do an A side and a B side as well. <laughs> so, six songs on each side cuz we could only have 12 songs, yeah. right? Correct. Sure. Okay. So, I based my song choices on my memories of these songs. Ooh. And I'm going I'm not going to tell you every- <laughs> Every single memory of every song. But I'm going to say, I so one of my girlfriends and I spent a summer. I mean, it could have only been a month, but I remember as an entire summer in high school playing badminton in her backyard. And we would get very high on marijuana. Sorry, guys. And play whatever Zeppelin CDs we had. And at this point, I think... It was a days of like the 3 CD changer situation, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we would just have the mac and carousel. cheese. And we were supposed to be, <laughs> Yes. We were supposed to be babysitting her little sister and and I'm sure we were doing a good job. Oh, man. And we would pay, play badminton and that bitch did not touch the ground for a good hour. Let me tell you cuz we were so entranced oh. and it would be Zeppelin always <laughs> It was like an entire summer. Okay. Then I have amazing memories of driving my own badass Trans Am. What? What? Hey. And going out to the airport as you would do. Like Smokey and
3: the Bandit style?
0: Uh, (laughs) Let's not be that old. Let's pretend it's like, you know, um, Wayne's World. (laughs) Because that would make me sound younger. (laughs) And we That's, would watch the planes go by. Uh, you know what's and we crazy? Would listen to Zeppelin.
1: What's crazy is that is that you listen to Zeppelin while playing badminton, and Torben listened to Zeppelin while playing tennis. <laughs> shut the fuck up.
0: Shut up. <laughs> okay. Also, my eighth grade, my eighth grade, um, she was a health teacher, and she. This woman was amazing. She was one of the final contestants for the um what is it called? The space voyage, sadly. Challenger that that blew up. Challenger. Mm. Thank you. Challenger. We were I was in Florida at the time. Uh, She was like one of the five she wasn't at our school the day it happened because she was one of the five people, one of the five teachers. She was incredible i learned i became a lifeguard because of her i've taken like extensive health and cpr courses because of her she was so fantastic she was riveting and amazing at her job and she would play zeppelin for us and we would talk about blood and we would talk about gross things that she made really cool and really interesting and she would always liken them to music and i adored her so that's one of my memories as well um and then i have my memories like i said earlier of my parents my i know my mother's favorite zeppelin song and i know my father's and they're included and now that my father's gone um luckily for me i was there during his uh his final hours on earth and i was able to play music for him and one of the things that we knew he would want to hear was zeppelin and hendrix and i did mm. that so those songs are included as well awesome so this is my ultimate album i started off with rock and roll that's my number one
1: awesome number Good two
0: opening. it was black dog yeah number three it was song remains the same mm. i'm gonna chill out a minute with "Days and confused mm. okay and my then four as well we got a whole lot of love
1: there
0: you go no whole lot of love is number five okay. And then, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You.
1: Great song.
0: And then number seven is What Is and What Should Never Be. Yep. So you're going to groove and then ramble on. (laughs) And then right after ramble on is Houses of the Holy. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite song, my ultimate Zeppelin song, one of my ultimate rock songs, period, The Immigrant Song or known as the immigration song after this (laughs)
1: list, Immigration song.
0: (laughs) And then for closing out of my playlist of the B-side of my album would be the rain song. And I have to end it. I have to end it with 10 years gone. Because 10 years gone now, in this moment in time, to me, reflects on the years that the band has had. But if you have ever read, if you have ever googled 10 years" song and read the true life stories of people sending this song and reconnecting, you know, now that there's social media with people that they dated in the past and and broken up with or high school sweethearts and have gotten together because of the song. It's like overwhelming. And I thought that would be an a wonderful mm. ending to this. And, might I say, as far as a BC Boys connection,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm from Astoria, Queens, yo. I oh. grew up with those dudes. Bam. So that's my Zeppelin playlist. A side, B side. Nice. I would consider it, if we had had the format, a six song
3: so, record are on you each vinyl side. Vinyl or cassette?
0: I would be vinyl if we could have fit all six songs on each side, <laughs> which would not have happened. That was one. If we could, though, I exactly, if we could well, have, it would have been vinyl for me all the way, for the sound quality. I, think, I want the scratches, I want the hisses, I want all of that, I want that deep bass, I want all of that in their sound.
1: I think your longest song that you chose was probably Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You at six and a half-ish minutes, so... You you could probably well, get. It. But also, right, no? day long, oh, no. days confused. Yeah, days and confused, yeah, right. and what
0: is and what should never Nobody, be. Uh, it wouldn't have fit. I, yeah,
1: I looked what at. What I
0: actually. I actually looked at the timing of every song and added it up to see if it would fit. And I was going to change the tape, and I was like, "No, fuck uh, it. I don't really care. Close. Let's just pretend." Because I want the sound of vinyl for this. I don't want a digital sound. I don't want a cassette sound mm. for me because. Of my age and being elderly at this point, <coughs> I whatever. <laughs> I w- <laughs> no, but my first introduction to Zeppelin was from vinyl. Yeah, me too. Then a track, then cassette. So I'd I would prefer my ultimate album to be in the sound of vinyl. Is my
3: point. I'm the oldest one here, but yet I'm the one who chose the newest medium. <laughs> but I guess you know, given the f-
0: well, you did not choose the you newest. Did, you you didn't choose the newest. CD? That's not the it's newest? newer than cassette, it's the newer fuck? than vinyl. Well, yeah, but it's not the newest. It's the newest out of all we chose. Oh, wow.
2: Sailor, no cashmere, even, no Stairway to, through... to Heaven. Wow.
1: So,
0: Okay, but... I think I explained last yeah. episode, Stairway to Heaven yeah, can fuck itself and die forever and ever, and ever and ever. I was expecting that. And, okay, do you want to know why I didn't choose cashmere? And this kind of sucks. I will tell you this. I do love cashmere and if I had a 13th song, Because I put it in there twice and took it out. And I'm going to tell you why. This sucks so bad. All right. I was in the wedding business for a while. I cannot tell you. Because I owned a salon. And obviously because I'm me, my salon was known for like the rock and roll pinup shit, right? Okay. So any brides that would come to us to do their hair and makeup for their wedding were obviously not the... Types that were going to play country music or classical or whatever. I cannot tell you how many brides walked down the aisle to cashmere. Really? To the point Uh, where it was ad nauseum. Like so much so that I was like, I'm going to tell you. If you play cashmere, your marriage isn't (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) work. It was an unfortunate (laughs) unfortunate trend. So that is why... I d- I know. Wait, which one?
1: What's that? Oh, which
0: one remember from a, the movie? In
1: Wedding Singer, when he's like, I know he calls it out. And they do that. They do that in Wedding Crashers too.
0: I know. Where they call
1: it songs but and color of dress mm-hmm. and everything. <laughs> I love it.
0: But yeah, so that's why Cashmere. When I had to put it up against some other songs, although it was definitely in my top 14, it didn't make the cut. And I live by this. Boom. Jacob the ultimate Zeppelin the fan since day album. one when we okay. when we started this podcast and all he begged for was Zeppelin and we were like hey we'll get there let's we'll let's see how let's he narrowed it down Which,
2: to twelve
1: songs
0: damn it if we had waited for Metallica I wish we had waited for Metallica and done Zeppelin earlier but you got your Zeppelin Jake so do it
1: Zeppelin and Metallica that's like one A and one B I mean they're that's that's what it is for me so.
0: We're gonna redo.
2: Oh, we're okay. gonna redo we Metallica. Go. Well, Let's yeah, just face yeah. it. We're gonna we'll
0: do it, right? We'll
1: of course. Re-visit. Of course. We'll One, the Lemon Song. Yes. Stone. yes. <laughs> okay. So I, <laughs> no, I, I lay it on us. I did. Uh, I did. I did mention that um, that you guys are gonna hate me for my list, and you'll have to hate me after this break because I need to pee. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <breaks. laughs>
0: much peeing tonight. Jesus Christ. Alright, I have to pee too, actually.
1: And we are back. And I feel a pound lighter. (laughs) So, I did... I, I, f- I foreshadowed that uh, that you guys are going to hate me <laughs> and you're going to hate me because uh, rules were meant to be broken
0: <laughs> Oh I no. did not
1: follow oh, God. I did you not follow the album, Damn it. Um, <clears throat> I will say that every single one of the songs that you guys picked I had on my original list and my original list was actually 36 songs long <laughs> <clears throat> And this, this was like, I went through, I actually, I went through all of the albums. And so when it was reminded that we weren't doing Coda and we weren't doing Presence, I was able to eliminate uh, a few songs there. And then it was, I'm not even kidding. My wife thought I was an idiot because I was just I had a notepad and my headphones and I was I had a ranking scale of songs that I was going through and so I have an A side and a B side but it's probably more of what I would consider disc one disc two Hmm. so I'm sorry I am sorry, but I I did my absolute best and got it down to 20 songs. Oh, that was the dude. best that I, that was the, it was the best that I could. All do. right, here's, was, here's the deal,
0: I, though. Jake, this. <laughs> so I'm really wait, sorry. Wait, but this show is your shit. This is your jam, and I'm going to give you that for a minute. But what I'm going to say is, go ahead and release your 20 songs. But what I'm going to do, because I always. I
1: did it in disc one, disc two. Okay,
0: but. I pull together from all of our choices our ultimate MRW play, okay. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that within your songs. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. But you get
1: no, and, and I and I knew you okay. were going to, but you get to so have felt this felt tonight. Okay. okay, okay. I felt okay, but I honestly, the best that I could do, if if in my own mind, the songs that I loved the most, and for me to tell the story of Led Zeppelin from my perspective. Twenty songs was the best that I could do. That's the lowest I could go. Number one. 100%. So, <clears throat> so I'm going. Uh, I've got these in disc one, disc two, and I did put these. I did put these in a specific order, like you guys did. Um, you know, Ed mentioned he and I are on the same wavelength. We both like a climactic scale of an album with a wave, a wave function. Unlike Matt, which likes, you know. <laughs> shoot it to the ceiling, and then fucking stay there the whole time, burn your face off. <laughs> Ed, and, Ed and I, I think, always Couldn't tend to like myself. that wave. The wave function. <clears throat> so like I said, right out of the gate, <clears throat> disc one, we're coming at oh, you yeah. with Immigrant Song. Yes, I just, I, I feel like that's like the, um, like the epitome of rock and roll at that time period. That song... It's the time length. It's everything about that song just screams rock and roll of 70s. <clears throat> so my second and third song, um, I cannot listen to these songs separate. To me, they're they're the same song in two parts, and that's Heartbreaker and Live and Love and Made. And I think you'll hear on a lot of rock stations, they'll play these songs together. Together is one
0: song. You're and right. that's,
1: in, in, in my opinion, they belong together. Right. So that's... Well, 2 and 3, those Heartbreaker, up, Live and Love and I Made. I agree
0: with you completely. That's <laughs> that's true. That's very, <laughs> that's two very and valid. Three. I think that's why I didn't put them on my playlist, <laughs> to be honest. Because I see them as...
1: Su- it's hard to separate I, them. I
0: agree. I think that's why I didn't Matt, include them. Well,
1: It's easy. Right. You just fucking separate them. Matt did. Them.
0: <laughs> Matt did, but did you see
1: that Matt, Live and Love and Made is super high tempo. Yeah. And so that's why you just threw that right in there, because it keeps yeah, you at yeah. that high in your face tempo. So... Going back to it, song number four, we talked about, Ed and I talked, we agreed that song number four is that kind of, it's that epic, that ballad, huge song, Stairway to Heaven is song number four. That's where it belongs for me on that album. But then right from there, we come out of Stairway to Heaven, we go into a just a grab you bluesy, babe, I'm going to leave you. It it slows Mm -hmm. you down a minute. Brings you back to your core, but then as the climax picks up in that song, it goes right into a whole lot of love. To a whole lot of love. So we're going from "Babe, I'm gonna leave that's you" to a whole lot of love. Part. We're 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 going right back up, right back up the wave again, right into Misty Mountain Hop. Because I can't nope. believe I don't think I none of you guys picked that song, did you? Oh, that's <laughs> oh it's. <laughs> okay so right from there into what is and what should never be you know another song that kind of has a lot of tempo changes in it we're we're, we're riding the wave mm-hmm. here we're going right from there to the ocean <clears throat> of course gotta have, <laughs> right, gotta have right, that in riding there. Riding the wave i like that that's a yep <laughs> And then uh, from there, we are going to Over the Hills and Far Away. Again, we're doing a little wave motion. And then we, let's see. We're rounding out disc one with one of my all-time favorites, because you got to finish a disc strong, the Wonton song. Just no. solid, distorted rock guitars, loud amps. It's in your face. oh i love it so we're finishing out the disc strong coming into disc two or huge gigantic record side (laughs) b (laughs) with uh with kicking it right out good times bad times from there we're going to ramble on and then we're gonna slow it down for a minute with "Since I've Been Loving You" because I just freaking love that song. I could not, I couldn't leave it out. I, some of these songs I love to just drive and listen to, and they just put you in a zone that is just. There's
0: a reason incredible. why we only had twelve. Go Jake. That's really... why. Like we. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hold on! <Hello>? Hold on! <laughs> we're going right out of "Since I've Been Loving You." We're going to get a little weird and we're going to go gallows pole. Wow. <clears throat> we're going to get a little crazy, a little of the time, um, experimental guitar, a little touch of like bluegrass, touch, folk style. And from there, we're going to go completely crazy back into black dog. We're going to change up the style completely, go back to black dog. <clears throat> From there to Houses of the Holy. Stay kind of in that same genre and hit Dancing Days. Then we're going to go out to California. Out in California, things get a little weird and we're going to hit <laughs> bronyar Stomp. Wow. Oh, interesting. And that is where we finish. You
2: know what? The double disc. Hearing your album of 20 because songs, I am so much more interested... To hear your album of yeah. twelve songs. I really wanna I really want to know what you get this down to. Exactly, that's no, the honestly.
0: point. I could have done okay, an yeah. album of twenty-five no, fucking this songs is very, goddamn Led Zeppelin. Duh.
2: I mean, there's eight songs eight there's eight or so songs on there that I would never even given a yeah. thought to.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. So the I I when I was conceptualizing this, I, I tried to think of it two different ways and and at both times I got down to the same, pretty much the same list. And the one way was, what are my, I tried to think of what are my top 12 songs. So I went through all the albums. And at first I just grabbed all the songs that I liked. Tried to work my way down to the songs that I loved. What couldn't I live without? That wasn't working. So then I was like, well, I really want to, what I really want to do is have an album. Like Ed said. I want to have an album itself that works, mm-hmm. you know, that gives you this roller coaster ride. It takes you on a, you know, it 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 draws you in and, and is almost dramatic in a sense. And, I I couldn't do that and not leave songs out that I felt really needed to be a part of the story.
3: See, so that's so this is where I was at. for the.
1: I was going to say, the, the
3: vision for my album is kind of what helped guide my decisions. I didn't look at, at this as this album is a referendum on what songs do I love. Otherwise, you know, I probably couldn't have narrowed it down to 12. This was like, how? what songs do I need to complete the What's vision funny. of the album, right. regardless of, you know, anything else?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Or, as so we what's did with Rush, was, how, what songs I was, did I live without? I was able without? to choose. Yeah. I could choose five right off the bat. I had five songs. So my my first, you know, to, to tell you why my wife thought I was crazy, so I had my initial list of all the songs that I liked. And then I created a, a, rating, a rating system of stars and dashes. <laughs> if a song got a star then that meant that that was absolutely a song that no matter what, these were like five of my favorite songs of all time, not just Led Zeppelin songs, like five of my favorite songs. And I had five songs that were starred that like, no matter what, like these are my favorite those songs. Five. And, uh, <clears throat> but then immigrant song, uh, stairway to heaven. um, Wonton song, Missy Mountain Hop, and then okay. Heartbreaker, Live and Love and Me.
0: <clears throat> See, you could have done twelve songs. <laughs> Jeez.
1: No, because, but that was where it got so difficult.
0: Is yes, that it then
1: from there I either have to, I no because from there then there's so many songs that I just absolutely love and. And and again, I, I started thinking, could I tell the story of, of Led Zeppelin with all these songs? And I didn't feel like I could. Okay. I mean, now we can shave them down and it'll be what it'll be. And, and unfortunately, one of my top five songs, Misty Mountain Hop, is going to be eliminated because none of you three picked that song at all. So that's going to be gone. But hey, it'll be what it'll be. Indeed. Maybe it'll be what should never be. The thing that should not be. <laughs>
0: Or what should be or should never be.
1: Wrong band, but cool.
0: (laughs)
2: Metallica reference in every episode.
0: Well, hey, you guys, (laughs) this was an awesome discussion. And I think for us, for who we are and for what we do, I think this was a great tribute to Led Zeppelin. I feel, though, that we will be revisiting this discussion in the future. I think that's going to (laughs) happen often with a lot of our epic bands where we couldn't fit all of the discussion into just a few episodes. So um, we are going to reveal, though, our individual epic album choice, and then we're going to make an MRW, as we always do, our metal, rock, and whiskey ultimate album of our Led Zeppelin songs based on what we all chose, and we will post that on Instagram (laughs) in our Facebook group. And I'm super excited that we were able to finish this off in the way that we did, And we're going to play us out for a moment with a little bit of a Zeppelin song. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about some of our shout-outs. All
3: right. So... If you all enjoyed this show, please tune in next week for another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. What have you got for us, Matt?
2: Well, to all of our listeners, our fellow Metal Rock and Whiskey obsessors, we value your opinions and your feedback. Find us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. Send us your love, your likes. Please share your thoughts, reviews, questions, concerns, suggestions, comments about the show, You can also follow us individually on Instagram, yours truly, at the Whiskey Obsessor. That is whiskey, save the E. Save it. Always save it. Ed. (laughs) And they
3: can find me at Bourbon Geek on Instagram. (laughs) Sailor.
0: And I'm Sailor Retro on all of the Instagrams. And I just want to take a second to give a shout out. All of them. literally the grams the, (laughs) the internets the social medias and whatever the fucks you want to call them who cares the tweets the fbs i don't even know what the kids are calling things these days the only thing i don't do is snapchat fuck that thing anyway so quick shout out to my ladies at the drinking darlings we love you deeply you know i love you Listen to their podcast; it's ooh, awesome. Ooh. Oh yeah! Also, Scotch Test Dummies on YouTube. Yep. Find them, listen to them, watch them. They rock. They're awesome. And Scotch Trooper. Do you guys know who Scotch Trooper is? If you don't, <laughs> he's gonna be on our show next week, and I'm I do not be more excited. Of course. Seriously, he's amazing, and I cannot be more excited. And actually, we're going to have a lot of guests coming up soon, which I'm very excited about. And don't forget, one of our best BFFs other than the Drinking Darlings is Please Excuse My Dead Aunt Sally. What is that, you ask? It's a podcast. A podcast about what? Just fucking <laughs> listen to podcast. it. Who cares? Awesome it's podcast. amazing.
1: You know, moving on to that uh with uh, with scotch trooper coming on another podcast that uh that we love is uh is the dad's drinking bourbon podcast and scotch trooper was actually on their podcast this week um so i would absolutely recommend going and listening to that show um 'Cause hopefully we don't all just regurgitate the same <laughs> material. Hopefully we, we
0: don't all give
1: you a new perspective on what's going on with the you know, with, with Brad at Sketch. Well Cooper.
0: the cool thing is is so, that Scott Trooper is gonna uh, get to choose the band that we're <clears throat> discussing. Not only is he gonna choose the band, but he's also also not all sco, oh. All not so much of a word. So also is a word, he's going to do the whiskey segment.
1: Costco is when you go from, like, Walmart and you also go to Costco. Costco. <laughs> it's like, Costco.
0: <laughs> that, that's terrible. That's really terrible, actually.
1: But, hey, appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Uh, this was a ton of fun, uh, especially for me. And I Reiterate. I've loved these episodes. This is so much fun. Um, but, uh, man, we filled a, a lot of glasses tonight. This was a solid episode. This is a blast. But guess what? Those glasses are empty. It's time to go. Tip your waitress. We're out. Later, everyone.
0: Fuck you, Jimmy Page.
1: Love you, Jimmy Page. Later, friends.